Do you like Transformers? Check out the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com, a twice-weekly show that covers everything from the toys of the 1980s and today to those god-awful live-action movies. The main Transmissions show talks about the latest toy news and releases. Did you know there's a whole market of unofficial Transformers toys that pay homage to classic characters and figures? I didn't. Transmissions has you covered on all the official Hasbro and those unofficial third-party figures. It's a little-known fact that Transformers comics have been getting critical acclaim in the past few years, and Transmissions Alt Mode reviews all the latest Transformers books from IDW and occasionally looks back at the classic Marvel and Dreamwave books, too. Of course, there's also talk about Transformers and other media like TV shows, web releases, and yes, even the Bay movies. If these shows sound like fun, check them out at transmissionspodcast.com or find their shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and also check out their Discord server to talk with the hosts and other listeners. You will find everything at transmissionspodcast.com. Alright, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, a mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Elseworlds Exchange before we get started on The Pull, which will be happening over on the Weekly Pull channel uh, in the next hour and a half, maybe? Yeah, give or take. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to say hey, because what happened was uh, yesterday, if you tuned in to watch the Weekly Pull, or the Weekly Pull, the Elseworlds Exchange, then you missed... Uh, us screwing up and the, <laughs> te- the, the technical difficulties all conspiring to prevent this show from being awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a little bit of a show, and that went up on iTunes and uh, the new uh, home for the weekly or the for the Elseworlds Exchange, which is uh, comicpop.podbean.com. Oh, that's official now. Yeah, yeah, it is. By the way, getting R2 the Lobster in the Super Chat, how about that Rocco's Modern Life trailer for that revival? How about it? I didn't I, see it yet. I did see it. I don't like Rocco's Modern Life, so like when I saw it, I was like, I don't care. Like I remember so liking Rocco's Modern Life, but then again, it's been forever since I seen it. Yeah, it's. I think it still holds up. Ethan is a big Rocco's Modern Life fan. Right. So, you know. Heck, I, I remember being a huge Hey Arnold fan, and I haven't watched that in forever, and that one's finally getting to finish its run. This this really became the year of cartoons getting to finish their runs, be it Samurai Jack, Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, well... And man, did Samurai Jack end well. It did. That was a strong ending. What a good show. Uh, But yeah, so anyway, we're here as kind of an apology tour, being like, hey guys, (laughs) sorry that the show didn't work out uh, last week, but I feel bad that we only gave you like half a show. So in the uh, interest of time and content... Reparations. We thought we'd just hang out with you guys for about 25, 30 minutes and just give you the rest of the show, uh, that being a kind of like Q&A chatting show and like kind of mm-hmm. stream of consciousness i really like the inspiration show and that was kind of like just us talking about whatever so smart concept I'm not to pat myself that. on the back but you know yeah yeah by the way mr giggles in the super chat what do you guys think about the death wish remake shit let's talk about this I've, okay. I'm, I'm glad giggles talked about this thank you man yeah yeah uh well go ahead man because i don't have a dog in this fight i don't care about death wish um but i did hear that rob thought it looked like punisher um yes it does so Let's hear it. Well, it's it's funny, you know, for one, I had no freaking clue that Eli Roth and Bruce Willis were even trying to do a remake of Death Wish. Not like another sequel, because that was a series that had like a million sequels of declining quality, like a straight up modern day reboot. And uh, it's it's funny because, you know, you look at it and it's like, wow, you're, you're really there's no new gimmick. There's no new twist on it. You're really just doing this straight up like the old one. 
And it's funny because, like, I would say Death Wish is to the revenge movie genre what Halloween is to the slasher movie genre. You could argue they existed before, but they were like the year zero. They were the template that every other movie in the genre uses. And again, I'm like, well, without a gimmick and without whatever, what is stopping this from being just like a million other revenge movies? And I'm glad you mentioned The Punisher, Sal, because I'm sure you would agree before they actually made Punisher like good for Netflix, every couple years they would come out with like a revenge movie, like a B action movie that we as comic fans would think, man, that would have made a great Punisher movie yes. if only that was the Punisher. The the brave one, like that one was like, man, what if the Punisher was a woman? That uh, Kevin Bacon one, a death sentence, man, what if the Punisher was an office schlub? Right, right. We have we've been so starved for a Punisher for a good Punisher property uh, that. And it's such a no-brainer to make a good Punisher show, like movie show, which is why I'm glad that uh, John Berthal's show, number one, got off the ground, and number two, yep. was his his interpretation was so good. But yeah, like I mean, at the end of the day, like a guy taking revenge and the law into his own hands to exact that revenge is not an old or is not a new concept, new, and is not uh, without its like imitators or its like really really standout examples. Um. I will say that, like, Death Wish has a little bit of, like, icon status to it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Eli Roth is such a hackney director. <laughs> yeah, he is. And Bruce Willis has run out of fucks. I think he, he ran out of really has. maybe a good 15 years ago. And he's still trucking. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's still paying for crazy expensive houses. Like, <laughs> I, I really do believe that like, Bruce Willis, if he could get away with it, would just not act anymore. Because it seems like it's just such an inconvenience for him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm amazed that he's doing a Death Wish movie. I, I can't imagine that it's going to be any good. Because, number one, Eli Roth. Number yeah. two... Bruce Willis being like, eh, fuck it. Like, Bruce Willis being like, oh, I will do this. It's a script in which I have to wear regular clothes. <laughs> and I have to run a little bit. That's I've it. got a hoodie. Yeah, that, I'm totally into that. I will, I will imagine that this, like, looking at it, what I instantly got flashbacks of was that remake of The Mechanic, which, fuck, that got a oh, sequel. Yeah. So what the hell do I know? Yeah, no, it's true. So I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be a huge hit. I know the trailer at least feels like they're trying to tap into something with it being like, hey, killing inner city gang members is cool again. Gun culture is cool again. <laughs> Death Wish is cool again. Yeah. Don't you want to see an old white guy exact revenge on everyone who's wrong? Tim? And I'm like, that feels slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, but I know, bet this movie will find its audience. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, like, well, here's the thing. They're... I want... I want those movies to be made by hungry directors and hungry Absolutely. creators who are just like, I got, I got some really, really awesome way to show you this thing you've seen a thousand times. I well, just don't know if Eli Roth is talented enough to do that. <laughs> what was that last one? It was also a remake of an old property. Uh, was it Denzel Washington? Yes, no, it Man wasn't him. Uh, well, Man, Man on Fire is an amazing revenge movie oh, and a good modernization of it. Oh, God, what the fuck? It was, it was a one-word title. It came out. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called. By the way, really quick, while you're thinking of that, Mopey in the ch- in the super chat uh, says, "Smiley face." They can keep me off the Discord, but not here. Lord. <laughs> uh, RoboCop. It was not RoboCop. Everybody, RoboCop was remade mm. poorly, but it wasn't that. Yeah, it was. Um, 
I think Chloe Grace Moretz played a prostitute in yes, it or the something. Equalizer, thank you. Equalizer, thank you. I that Tiffany was, the... was really excited for the Equalizer, but then she was like, "Oh, they're remaking it. Oh no." It's it's funny. The Equalizer. What I remember most of all is uh, what is it in Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad screaming about the original Equalizer on TV, missing it. Nice. And then it's like, oh, shit, and they remade that into, like, a movie. See, that one I thought was cool because, again, that was a very straightforward kind of revenge yes. movie based on a very old property in its time. But they found some extra twists on it to be like, hey, you know, what if this dude, you know, what what if maybe, you know, his killing thing was, like, his weird way to help people and, like, his murdering was also his way of dealing with, like, a midlife crisis or something? <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch that, but I do like the idea of at least giving it some kind of nuance and originality they made it interesting and also it had a really killer final act because the dude worked in a hardware store by day and like he turns it into r-rated home alone by like booby trapping the hardware store for all the russian gangsters who have come to try and kill him that's what i heard all right (laughs) it's pretty fun also hey you know we're on the subject of revenge movies john wick were all basically revenge movies at heart and i think they did a good job updating that i did not see the second one yet but i'm looking forward to catching it at some point I watched half of the second one on, like, a flight, but it was a very short flight. I'm like, oh, I didn't get to finish this. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. By the way, uh, Spencer Eshman in the Super Chat says, Parallels between Marvel Legacy and DC Rebirth? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that if Legacy, if Rebirth didn't exist, you wouldn't have a Legacy. It's, it's also hard to tell because Legacy technically hasn't started yet. We got our first Generations this week. Yes, we did. Uh, I didn't read it because I don't care about the Hulk, either of them. But, uh... You know, well, watch your mouth, sir. Bruce Banner has always been my favorite Avenger. <laughs> yes, the, your favorite Avenger. He was an Avenger for maybe three issues, and that's why I like him because he was there for three. The Hulk is too raw for the Avengers, man. He's yeah. got to leave. Um, d- digging into the uh, the super chat, also Supermaning says, "Have you read Kevin Smith's book Tough Shit?" Yeah, yeah, I've read every book that Kevin Smith published. Um, not necessarily by because like I'm like oh, but also because like out of habit. Also because sometimes people send them to me. They're like, here, read Kevin Smith's book. I'm like, okay, that's nice. They're good. I mean, you know, he's a <clears throat> he's an engaging writer, uh, and like we said in our show for inspiration, like he's an inspirational dude, and totally, you can't help but like draw some kind of inspiration with his writing. Uh, Tevia Smolka asked, "What are you guys' uh, opinion about the new Spider-Man series? Has it come out yet?" Uh, I think the first episode might be online. I know I watched some of the clips and I'm like, well, at least they're not doing the cutaway gags of Ultimate Spider-Man. But man, does this show look cheap? It looks cheap. But it lo- I kind of like the designs. I kind of like the designs of everybody. Um, they're pretty solid. Yeah, I like the designs of the characters. Uh, I like how Spider-Man looks. Um, I like the voice, I guess. He's Same okay. too. I, ha- I hated Drake Bell. He was awful. Just awful. And it's funny because, like, what's so objectionable about him? Like, I don't really know. I think it's that, like, you could tell he was reading. There was no legitimate acting involved. Even with the heavy scenes, he couldn't do anything interesting with it. It was just kind of, like, weak. It also probably doesn't help that, like, Drake Bell's a shit in real life. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a shit in real life. If you if you plunge his Twitter feed, he said some pretty horrible things. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Only to get in trouble with, and it's like God. Damn, you you compare him to like Chris Evans, who like you swear that you know he's actually aspiring to be a real life Captain America with just like what a good dude he is. Right, right. 
the funny thing is, is I used to like Drake Bell because I was a big fan of that Amanda Bynes show back when that was a thing. <laughs> That's the show he got his start on. Were it not for Amanda Bynes, there would be no Drake Bell. Wrap your mind around that. Yeah, we can thank her for that. I also um, liked the fat guy on that show, Josh Peck, who made a really good indie movie and then nothing else. Oh. <laughs> Poor dude. Yeah. I, I like, uh... But yeah, getting back to the, the show itself, I like it. I think it's cool. Like, I... I I think it has promise. We'll see. I'll, I'll probably watch some more of it later. Again, I like the idea that they seem to, once again, as I have been begging and begging for, they look to sort of be trying to appeal to an all-ages audience and not like the whole, like, hey, park your six-year-old in front of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted it to... I remember when they got uh, Paul Dini involved in the Ultimate Spider-Man show. I'm like, oh, well, then there we go. And it was just so terrible. Well, it was Paul Dini and Man of Action, who's like 12 people, and then yes. like a bunch of others. Paul Miotti got to write an episode of that. Okay. Although he didn't like it, though. He's like, well, you know, you know, I put in a script and then, you know, went through like 12 other writers and it wasn't really my show at the end of it. But I like to see my name in the credits. Yeah, I know that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Mosier wrote an episode of that show as well. I, I think Slot wrote an episode, too, actually. Yes, he did. So, yeah, it's weak. Uh, that show was, like, Ultimate Spider-Man was unwatchable. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that, like, it was full of fan service and just, and, like, a lot of visual, like, a lot of references. You know, like, Batrock the Leaper was, like, in that show a lot. And, like... Should have made cool us that, love it. It was cool that White Tiger got some, like, love. But, like, at that the was same nice. time, it was just, like, I don't know, it was frustrating. It, it was weird, too, in some of its characterizations where it's like, hey, you know, here's Nova. We'll make him kind of a bro. And here's, like, the new Power Man who's not getting much play in the comics, so he's good that he's getting play here. Yeah, I thought that was Luke Cage. No, that was, like, the Power Man 2 who no one remembers. Oh. I think he's, like, powered by history or something. I could be wrong. I always forgot what his powers were. Yeah. Um, God. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm reserving judgment, but like the clips I've seen are not not solid. Like the 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 designs are better than my expectations. That uh, that Ultimate Spider-Man show, to its credit though, actually had some fairly decent updated redesigns. Check uh, check their version of Craven the Hunter. It's actually a really good look for him. Oh yeah, no, I like that. I, I watched Even... a surprising amount of that show. Even their Scorpion wasn't bad, too, where he was, like, some kind of weird ninja man with, like, a chain whip tail. And I'm like, all right, that's okay. All right, all right that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's, that's an interesting idea. That's thinking outside the old box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle Moore said, uh, Sal, are you ever going to do TMNT on back issues? Maybe. We did uh, Batman TMNT, and it was not nearly as well-received as I expected. Oh. So that might bode negatively for the for the turtles, but I like them a lot. So who knows? So who knows? Um, I would love to address it because the IDW Team Ninja Turtles show is unbelievable. That's what I keep hearing. So, um, and Devin Bach says, "What Marvel Legacy books are you excited for?" Uh, basically everything I was already reading because they're more or less the same books and maybe like one or two actual new ones. Yeah. So yeah, basically. I can't say. Anything I review on my channel and I like, I will be interested to keep reading it. Agreed. Yes. And anything I wasn't reading before, I will probably not pick up. No. Yeah, there's nothing exciting. I know there's a couple of exciting announcements, but nothing that stands out to me. 
I, I think Thorgy pointed this out on his own channel, and I thought this was interesting that I missed it the first time. The big thing that they seem to be showing in all these covers and everything we've heard and seen so far, where it's like, hey, watch heroes fight their most famous villains. Hey, heroes fighting villains. Ain't that cool? Yeah, that's something that I'd like to see more of. Uh, who yeah. knows? You know, my problem with it is just like, I know that it is not a solution. And I know that everyone who was involved with all the bad decisions is still there. So it's not like, you know, indicative of a bigger change. It's more like, you know, trying to make up for making up for doing for for, for chronic bad behavior by doing something nice. It, it, it does feel like a holding pattern and shit, even bleeding cool, which again, you know, take with a massive grain of salt. Yes. They're theorizing that this is just a stopgap ma- measure till they do the next big thing. I mean, if the next big thing is a big editorial, sh- like <laughs> firing, then, uh, <laughs> then that sounds great. They do. Well, again, you know, uh, again, friggin Rich Johnson, this was his big theory, which, again, makes me think, you know, again, grain of salt where he's like, no, no, this was my theory for what legacy was going to be. It didn't turn out to be that thing. So I'm going to theorize that it's the next thing. Yeah. No. He said that this is going to be the big writer shakeup with like a Nick Spencer on Spider-Man and Jason Aaron and Ribic on the Avengers. You can I mean, like, here's the thing. While that would be nice and welcome and it would definitely get some traction because people want to see that. That's like saying, you know, like, eventually we're going to get a massive snowstorm. So get those sleds and your ice skates ready uh-huh. to go. Like, yeah, it's August right now. It will eventually be time <laughs> for it to snow. And maybe it won't snow this year that bad. But it might. And if it doesn't, <laughs> next year it will. You know, like, it's, it's just... It's yeah, like being one of those doomsday preachers who keeps predicting the end of the world yes. and being like, no, 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 I meant next year. No, next year. Sorry, my, my math was wrong. I didn't carry the one. The world will end in 1989. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, because because here's the thing. They did it. They did the writers, like, mix up. And, man, what a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. But, but how many more books will Ed Bresson have by the end of it, though? It seemed like he went from having one to having, like, five, and it's all like, well, these writers left for other companies, so, hey, Ed, you want to write it? Yeah. The real question is, how many books will Charles Soule be writing? I like Charles Soule. I like I, him, I, too, but, like, how many writes, books does he write a month? What's he got so far? Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, the Astonishing X-Men. Mm-hmm. He had I don't humans think- for a while. Is he still writing in humans? Not anymore, but like I'm just saying, like over like over the last six months, it's been like, what the fuck, man? Oh yeah, for a while there, he was writing everything. Even when he was at DC for a short amount of time, he had Red Lanterns and he had Swamp Thing. He had like a whole bunch of stuff going on at yes, once. That's true. Um, <laughs> the dude just likes writing comics. <laughs> I mean, good for him. That's nice, you know. Um, somebody asked what our oh Fat Snorlax wanted to know what our favorite Marvel Netflix show is. Ooh, I've said before Jessica Jones, but Daredevil's really good. Yeah, Daredevil's mine because uh, we actually, like, it's it's cool. Like, Jessica Jones is a cool show, uh, but it, when you have it in the context of Daredevil, it's like, man, Daredevil's so good. Because it just, it delivers. Like, that's the thing is mm. that they all deliver, but Daredevil is the first one to do it, and it delivered... You know, Jessica Jones doesn't wear a costume, so it's like it's hard to really like nail down. Like, it, it, not that it's hard to nail down, but it's like it's not hard to get that right. But with Daredevil, it was like you'd spend a whole season with him in a costume that was de- was established in good comics, 
So yeah. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. But then they nailed it with uh with the new costume and they've they they continue to refine it but in a good way where it's not mm-hmm. it's not one of those phony non costumes it's it, it he looks like a superhero he does and it's cool uh but overall like just the writing and the story and I've, I've been, I was engaged from beginning to end throughout both seasons yeah um Jack Engerman in super chat says as as this year is the 50th anniversary of decriminalization of homosexuality in England and Wales how about an episode on LGBT characters it's a great suggestion yeah. thank you Jack that's a that's a really good idea actually yeah because yeah. the, there's there's so many to talk about uh, exactly uh Eddie Dizon says would you like to see the writers just randomly pull heroes and villains from separate hats and write stories based on uh whomever they pull out like Ghost Rider versus Doc Ox or Ant-Man versus Carnage um, I feel like those breed great conversations, but I don't know if they breed great stories. So that, that, that should be an event. They should make a big deal about that. Where it's like, look, all the Marvel writers, we got together, pulled names out of the hats, and these are going to be special one shots. Yeah, that's. I mean, like they might as well try it, but uh, I, I feel like they should really come. Like, okay, sometimes you get really, really great stuff from that kind of inspiration, where you're like, I have to challenge myself to write something cool based on these criteria. But I'd rather see them be like. I have just this uh, this great pitch for slapstick, or <sighs> I have this really really terrific Ant Man series that I want to do, and I'd rather see them go from there because then that is more longevity. You know, if they can, unless they're all one shots, in which case, yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, Joel in the chat says episode on international heroes. That's another good another one. Great idea. Uh, what was it? Dark Tales says uh, what's with Avengers BC? Yes, Joel. What is with that? <laughs> Uh, I think, I don't know what's up with it, but I think it's really fucking cool. <laughs> I think it's fun. I don't care. But I also, but I, you know, it's funny when I announced it, I was like, don't care. And then I saw who was in the Avengers BC and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and also, Hey, this is, this is going to be their generation. So apparently we got to read it. Cause Jason Aaron says, whatever the big thing in legacy is, you will find it in that book. Yeah, I'm in then. Uh, I mean, like we're going to read it and I think that comes out in September. So we'll be reading the yes. shit out of that. It's 50 pages instead of the 80 pages that uh, DC gave us for uh, like for uh, Rebirth. But um, if it's big enough and it's self-contained enough, then you'll definitely see that episode on back issues. Did Did you catch the thing in the promo art there? How like you see a bunch of like weird Wolverine-looking cavemen trying to lift Odin's hammer? Oh, no, I did not. But that sounds that sounds consistent with Astonishing Spider-Man Wolverine with the small folk. Oh, oh, it's very purposeful. Jason Aaron is straight oh, up. Jason Aaron's writing it. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. He's straight up referencing himself. And it's exactly that. How will the orb factor in? Oh, man. That, that's the dark secret hidden at the beginning of time. I swear to God, orb. if the orb shows up again, I, am, <laughs> I will freak out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I will never read another Jason Aaron book again. Now, there's a crossover, Orb versus Kite Man in the weird pet project. Yeah, the that who gives a shit Olympics. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the orb could take Kite Man. I'm not gonna lie. Kite Man's got a more tragic uh, backstory. Spectrum Does he really, 5? though? Yeah, no. Spectrum Five has uh, just mentioned uh, Marvel Star Wars crossover. I seriously think we are maybe a year away from that. I think that it's only a matter of time. If Marvel, because Mar- because like everybody talks about how like DC's crushing Marvel in sales, and like they're not, but Marvel is seeing like some issues with their sales and it's not enough to like really for them to be that concerned, but they could be. Yeah. And if they did actually see a dip in sales, they could watchman the shit out of it and just being like, 
you know, like literally just steal the 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 cut intro for Force Awakens, where it's like a lightsaber like just fall, a severed hand and a lightsaber falls. Like, oh God, yeah. Like you could literally just open any book where it's it like, writes itself. It really Star Wars versus Marvel writes itself, and you call it Avengers Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, I mean, like the fact is, it's such a cool idea, even if it, it is, is a creatively bankrupt concept. <laughs> even if it is Pat Oswalt doing a filibuster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen, we're comic book nerds. We all want to see stuff like that, even if we don't creatively think that's a good idea. But what but, would Spider-Man say to Luke Skywalker if given the chance? I mean, the question is, does Star Wars exist in that Marvel crossover? It has to. Right, it really no. has Luke, to. don't do it! <laughs> Characters have mentioned Star Wars before. It it's has not. to. Yeah, uh, so it's a question of, like, what kind of world we would be... Like, what kind of world they would do. Uh, you'd have to give it to somebody really, really talented. And you I, would. I don't think they would. Well, hey, Jason Aaron is going to be done writing his Star Wars run in a bit, and he's going to be taking a major thing on Legacy, so I'm sure if they would give the job to anyone, they would give it to him. Oh, definitely. Um... Was it somebody mentioned? Uh, yeah, Vader versus Doom. I, I want that so bad. <laughs> That's a thing. That's totally a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, Civil War three is Star Wars. No That's more it. Civil War. <laughs> we don't need no Civil Wars, so as fun. Axel Rose said. Yeah, no more Civil War. I guess that yeah, that would be the trick. Is you throw, you you don't throw Star Wars into the Marvel universe. You throw the Marvel universe into Star Wars. Hmm. You know, like, you you have, like, a smattering of characters that all represent different corners of the Marvel Universe all in one place and, you know, and have them interact. I'm not, well, well, you know what, that's a whole episode. It's just pitching Star Wars versus Marvel. I, I can see it right now. The Guardians of the Galaxy go too far in the Milano and end up going to a galaxy far, far away. Right? There you go. Uh, by the way, Getting Arts of the Lobster says, And I still think my comment on Civil War II was great. The clouds are turning people into humans, making the frogs not straight. Alex Jones, Marvel 16. <laughs> yeah, if he existed in the comic universe, I'm sure he'd be one of oh, those guys. a huge problem with the Inhumans. Um, oh, I bet. But yeah, I, I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have to literally just do like, okay, you pitch Star Wars versus Marvel and I'll pitch Star Wars versus Marvel. Yeah, exactly. We can both have different takes. In fact, I actually read a really good crossover just recently. Uh, Hack Slash versus Nailbiter. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That that was really good because it was Seely and it was Williamson both writing it, but they wrote the crossover in two different ways. Seely's like, okay, I'll write this first half, and then you write basically the sequel story within the only issue, and then you tell it your way, and that way we actually get both of our voices in there. And I'm like, that's really smart. It's cool. If it and, and if it's well executed, maybe it's a tip for uh, for writers in the future. They should. Um, Nailbiter's great. I'm surprised Nailbiter hasn't been like uh, snapped up to become a TV show. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm, I'm sure most of these things are in development. It's just a question of like getting them, getting them like off the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Veloso wants us to talk about HBO Watchmen. I think it's a waste of time, and I don't think it's worth doing. You did Watchmen. It's done. Now they're also they're saying HBO Watchmen, but they're also talking about maybe like doing a bunch of animated Watchmen's too, like for the DC animated movies. They're also saying that like maybe the like adaptation won't really be an adaptation. It'll be like set in the Watchmen universe and like do its own thing. And I'm like, well, then in that case, don't bother. They did that in Preacher, and I'm in the minority on this, but I think that they completely missed the mark. So I I, I can I agree with you. Them. Don't. Don't preacher up Watchmen, please. No. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Run the memes. Alex Jones is literally William Stryker, but in our universe, yeah, yeah. 
Ah, oh, Spectrum yeah. Five, Han Solo versus Bullseye. Who will shoot first? God Ooh, that's a match. That's see, a match right see there. What I mean, like you, you think it sucks and it's creatively bankrupt, but like I also kind of want to see that. This shit writes itself. Let's book it for SummerSlam. Right? Oh, man, that is literally that. That that is that's the last event Marvel will do before it implodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what killed this house of ideas? Yeah, Star Wars. Um, but yeah. Watchmen had its day, but still, and it's still good, but it doesn't need remaking. Like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else on your mind? Uh, feels like there's shit. Man, 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 the, the, the chat really had all the great questions at the beginning is the thing, and now I'm running on empty. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Joel, how would you book SummerSlam? Somehow Roman Reigns will win. Yeah, you're right. Somehow he will. Yeah. Now, Sal, you don't watch wrestling, but Google this guy, Roman Reigns, and tell me he doesn't look like he could be Jason Momoa's brother. I, okay, I will. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I'm thinking of a bit, like, when I actually do review that Aquaman movie, I'm going to go out of my way to not call him Aquaman. It's going to be like, so, in this new movie, we follow Namor, and, you know, and then call Drogo, and then Roman Reigns. I just mentioned all these characters that he looks like, but isn't. <laughs> see here yeah he does look like Jason. i mean he looks like jason momoa's like loser brother i mean they're both samoans so i mean yeah as the chat said they're both samoans yeah they both love their intricate tattoos <laughs> sorry i just got an email i was like what is this is this important no okay um would we ever talk about noir comics yeah i want to do spider-man noir at some point i just don't have mm -hmm. it in trade yet i have to pick it up it's a good i have one. it in uh, digital which is when i read it and i was like oh i should have bought this when it came out <laughs> Now, here's a funny thing, Sal, again, because we got into the stupid topic of wrestling. One of Roman Reigns' finishing moves is called the Superman Punch, and the only reason they're legally allowed to call it that is because Warner Brothers and the WWE are in good together. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, just, I, just, I just thought you would appreciate that, where it's like, wow, because of legal loopholes and chicanery, they're allowed they're to use allowed the word to. Superman I, Punch. Yeah. I almost feel like Superman should be a public domain character at this point. Him and Mickey Mouse should, but as long as, you know, the powers that be have their way, they never will. Yeah, no. It's never, no, it's never going to happen. Mm -mm. Um, do you think that DC's new imprint will be successful? And if so, what do you think they'll do with it? Which it's got a chance. Yeah, exactly. There's several new imprints. Are we talking Young, Young Animal? Animal? Uh, Dark yeah, Universe. Dark Universe. I mean, Wildstorm. I don't think Dark Universe will succeed. Don't you now? No. It, I'll tell you this, it has a better chance of surviving than the new Milestone imprint. Have you heard what happened with this? Yes. By the way, this is why you'll never have Milestone. And it's like, people were talking, like, I, mean, I remember you were like, when are they going to fix it? And I'm like, I bet there's some kind of McDuffie legal problem that DC doesn't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. And lo and behold, it revealed itself in the form of his widow, who was like, you're, you're denying me royalties. I'm going to stop this every step of the way this is why dc does not do these things because if anyone's alive from the mm -hmm. from the estate of whatever project they're trying to do they, they will, will sue you into the ground sue you into the ground and on or they will pay them off as much as they can and they won't and, and to put it into perspective the widow mcduffie's widow who is a creative in her own right she helped develop the ben 10 show with him when he was still alive she's 100 percent in the right on this she still owns 50 percent of all of his creative properties and they only managed to get the other 50 percent from the other old co-owner of milestone yeah. so yeah legally they can't do it and she figured it out when we all figured it out it's true 
So they straight up lied, cheated, and stole and hoped she wouldn't notice. Precisely. So you won't see Milestone until she dies. Uh, Nobleman Nova says, what would you like to see in Daredevil Season 3? And before we get to that question, it's over 9,000 Productions in the Super Chat. says, no question, just love y'all. Thanks, man. <laughs> we love you too. Thanks, Vegeta. But uh, what do I want to see in Daredevil Season 3? Uh, the Devil in Selbok D. Oh, that's a good story. That's, that's a real just, good story. Just, I want to see that. Open the book, or open the show. The first episode is, at the end of the episode, Matt Murdock is outed in the Daily Globe. Like, I was going to if we're going to go there, though, don't we need to have Murdoch papers first before we can have Devil in Cell Block D? Yeah, but I think they could probably blend them. I'm sure they will. I mean, you can have Murdoch papers as, like, the first four episodes and then just go into... Like, I want Del Cell Block D to be, like, a big part of it because I want Frank to be like, okay, here we go. That's, um, that, you know, I, I will say, I hope they continue the pacing from Daredevil Season 2 because, yes. again, Daredevil Season 1... Paced like a big long movie. Jessica Jones paced like a regular TV show with like act breaks and beginning, middles, and ends. Yeah. I liked what Daredevil season two did because it paced its show like a comic. Here's the four episode Punisher arc. Here's the yeah. four episode trial arc. Here's the four episode end arc. And I'm like, good. Yes, you should do it like arcs is what you should do. Yeah, and I think it works. I think that, I mean, like, I don't think you should like adhere to one structure if you have multiple structures that work, but I think that like you could do worse. And it was working really great. A special person says Typhoid Mary. I have no doubt Typhoid Mary will appear oh, in, yeah. the in the new season. I hope to see the owl in all his ridiculousness. I know we had one Leland Owlsley, but we know he has a son. I hope that guy becomes the owl, and I hope he's as crazy looking as he is in the comics. I'm kind of sad that we lost Leland in that first season because he was great. He was fun. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, there's a good one from uh, Thomas Carbone. Mm. Uh, what's your favorite Spider-Man story? And what's my favorite Green Arrow story? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess my favorite Green Arrow story is one of the few I've read, which is Quiver. That's a good one. I like Quiver a lot. You? I, uh, I quite enjoy going into the light from the Judd Winnick run. That was like his big, like, you know, okay, I'm going to maybe end it because like four years later is happening and like my whole shit's getting shaken up. But if I was to put like uh, an exclamation point on it, this would be it. He involves basically all the villains, all of the family members that we've seen so far. It was really well done. And I guess for Spider-Man, I mean, it's hard not to say Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. It, you know what? Tiffany wouldn't because she's like, this is silly. I, I, I would not call it my favorite. I think it's great, but I also don't want to, my favorite's like one I can pick up and read anytime. And I can't just always read Craven's Last Hunt. Or I'll it's like, true. Ugh. We have a bitchin' poster of Craven's Last Hunt. Um, Mike Zek sent me the posters of the entire, like each issue has a, po each issue's cover is a poster. And so I only went with one of them. And it's obviously the, the gravestone one. That's a good one. Did the stream just die for a second? Okay, it came back. Yeah. No, we shouldn't it shouldn't have died. It just uh Yeah, it, it said it's resumed. I don't know what that means. Freaked me out for a second. Yeah. It, yeah, who knows? Joel, what yep, whatever just... happened to your caped crunchy cereal? I never got off the ground. Kellogg shot me down. Aw. What was that they shirt? Said... <laughs> no, but it should be now. <laughs> That is a fucking shirt. Hey, for people who want shirts, I have a T Public store now, and me and Matt made a really awesome and human themed one called Damn Moon People. Yes. I'm going to be wearing that at the next con you see me at. I'm going to be rocking Damn Moon People. Yeah. Um, 
Well, there you go. Uh, I guess since we're experiencing some interruptions and it's obviously not the weather and it's obviously not the connection to the internet, uh, I guess it means that it's either the program I'm using, which is uh, Open Broadcaster Studio, um, or it is uh, the frame rate by which we are exporting the show. Who knows? Mm. But uh, I'll have to work that out. But we're getting closer because we did not experience any service interruptions for the first good chunk of the show. So That's good. But, uh, yeah. I, I, it also could just be YouTube being shitty, which uh, it, it has no apologies about and does mm. quite frequently. So. Yes, I have uh, played The Wolf Among Us, Joey. Have you played it, Sal? No. Uh, we downloaded the uh, trial, and it was cool. But uh, it is cool. I didn't. If, it's easy for me to fall off the wagon when it comes, or fall off of Telltale games. Yeah. If uh, well, I I haven't played Batman yet. I haven't played Borderlands yet, and I never finished Game of Thrones. But I hope to finish all of them soon. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I, is that done yet? Is that collected yet? I don't know. I I don't know. I've stopped playing. Like I or I never I never started playing Guardians. Like I have no idea. I mean, I will down the line because they're always really reasonably priced and nice when they're yes. all packaged together and done. I also never played the newest season of uh, Walking Dead yet, even though I still, even though I prefer that over the TV show and comics now. Yeah, that was great. Um, it's the best universe. It is easily. By the way, getting Arthur the Lobster says the dark, the dark Tower for back issues for the movie. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have you seen the reviews of the Dark Tower? I saw the trailer and it looks real bad. The reviews say it's real bad. That sucks. <laughs> that sounds about right. It looks really cheap and stupid. It looks like a movie made in 1999. Everyone says they do that journey of the uh, journey to the West thing, where it's like, man, we have two really awesome characters in Idris Elba and McConaughey. Let's focus on this ride along POV kid. Yeah, that was that. That was a good idea um, when it came to Hellboy, making it about Myers. Mm. What a cool character. What a rich history. So great that in Hellboy 2, they just threw him away. <laughs> and they shit on him every chance they get, which is why I love Hellboy 2. I think that Hellboy 2 is self-indulgent. I think it's like, don't give oh, Gilmore too many... Oh, it's incredibly self-indulgent. There's no doubt about that, but I love it for its self-indulgence. Like, Hellboy 1 left no impact on me. Hellboy 2 was like, oh, you're all having fun. Right. Conrad says, what about it? Oh, the trailers. Those trailers are all phenomenal. I am shocked by how much I want to see it. I loved the book. I enjoyed the series, the 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 movie, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for this. I think the first movie is just going to be the first half, where it's just the kids. Interesting. And that's so smart. It, it's funny they got the kid from Stranger Things in there, considering how Stranger Things is so heavily inspired by it and the other works of Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, but they only got the one, which I'm like, thank you. Which, hilariously, if you've seen all those other kids, they've been, like, doing the con circuit and doing the talk show circuit. And they yeah. always, they're always like a, like a match set, like you get all of them together. But not the main kid, because he was too busy doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, X-Men Orange's Tangerine says, Always love the show. A Thursday episode was a nice surprise. How's the Justice League movie looking to you guys? Good? Bad? Couldn't care? Uh, I gotta tell you, man, like, the new trailer looks really good. I'm excited for it. I've all, I want to, like a Justice League movie, and I mm -hmm. think that with Wonder Woman being successful, with Joss Whedon and his involvement... Batting uh, clean know, up. Maybe it'll be better. I hope. I want it to be I, good. I want to I, like I, it. I will say to Tangerines what I said to Jason Inman when we had him on a couple episodes ago on the weekly poll. 
do we even know if what we've seen in this trailer is representative of what the movie will be when it's done, considering that they've done so many reshoots now, the final product might not even be the same. It's true. I have no idea. I'm excited, though. I, I'm, I can't wait to see it. I mean, we're, I mean, we're all going to see it. I mean, it's, I mean it's, a Justice League movie only comes around once, and to think it took this many years, it took 2017 to get one. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up with one more question from Peyton Lowry, who says, But what about Spawn? What about him? <laughs> Spawn's getting a whole movie from Blumhouse Pictures. Maybe. Possibly. It's not the first time it's fallen through. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I don't think that's a guarantee. I think that it might happen. I'll see it opening day. But I'm not interested in a Spawn movie that isn't about Spawn. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that said, hey, uh, what's happening on Joel's uh, channel that we didn't talk about before? Well, what's happening on Joel? Uh, well, my shirt, Joel? basically. Shirt? Facial hair? Who knows? Yeah, all sorts of stuff, you know, uh, w w weird bushy eyebrows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, if you head on over to my channel, I covered uh, the new Batman book. I also covered uh, Marvel Generations, number one which I'll be talking about with Tiffany later on when we do the poll. Yes, by the way, go over to the Weekly Poll channel. You can see another live show with this guy and Tiffany. Uh, they're going to talk about this week's comics. It's going to be a lot of fun. Watch the poll. It's a great show. And yeah. as, the poll, as, the, as the poll develops and grows and evolves, you might see a, 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 a couple of versions of that show in the future that yeah. might not. That might be over here. We'll see. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. But anyway, oh, that, was that all you were going to say about that? Uh, I also got a new podcast up where basically, again, me and Matt just talk about stuff. We talk, we talked a fair amount of Rick and Morty and Szechuan sauce and how amazing it was that like Royland and Harmon actually got a bottle sent to them. Yeah, especially in their like weird like case for Dimension 1997 or 98 or whatever. <laughs> 98, yeah. Which like, man, McDonald's, you really put the work in, don't you? They really did. I kind of like it. Really nice. Apparently they do that across the board to everyone. Like if you if you do a good job and use your fame to help promote their product in a positive way, they will straight up give you shit. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And, and like put work in. Like what is it again to bring it back to wrestling for a stupid second here? Uh, what is it? One guy talked about how much he loved their food and he's like a big jacked, like really healthy looking guy. So they sent him a McDonald's belt <laughs> that they custom made and sent it to him. Gotcha. That's cool. So, you know, what we really need to do on the Elseworlds Exchange is talk about how great McDonald's is. I mean, come on. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, McChickens, come on. I will not do that. So, uh, over here on Cop what, what, what is your fast food of choice now that we brought this up? Good question. Oh, uh, what is my That's an episode. Food? Dude, put a needle in that. Let's do a fast food episode. Yeah, what's my favorite uh, fast food place? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, somebody asked in the chat. This is not necessarily a question, so I'll, I'll address it. But, uh, yes, we are going to be at New Comic Con. Come to New York Comic Con and meet us. We're going to be there. It's going to be great. Thursday all the way to Sunday. You can run into me. Uh, Dimitri Patikos uh, says, Hey, guys, love the show. I blow glass for a living. <laughs> oh, I wicked. blow glass for a living, and you guys are consistently good company. Keep up the great content this next... Oop, it, it scrolled. This next piece is for you. Oh, thanks, man. That's wicked awesome. I'm sorry, I, 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 I can never say saying I blow. <laughs> I, I've never met a glass, but that's freaking awesome. You guys do really amazing. I could never do that because I'm afraid of heat and fire and burning oh, yeah. myself. No, glass blowing is is baller. In my town that I grow up in, there's a glass blowing company that has like a like it's like a weird uh, I want to say Tim Burton esque 
like <laughs> factory house on a river and they blow glass there and it's fascinating i was, I was a kid they brought me over there and had me take a look it was great um but yeah i i have a dearth of um is dearth is, is that mean a lot i think that means a lot well i have a lot of respect we'll for, go with for it glass blowers um but uh but yeah thanks man i look forward to seeing that but uh, over here on Comic Pop, if you haven't already checked out the episode where we talk about Civil War II on this set, we have debuted the new set. Uh, I, I, I hear uh, a rumor that there might be a little bit of an echo in that. You episode. don't say. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's if it's if it's confirmed, but I feel like there might be an echo in the episode. If there is, uh, be sure to remind me about <laughs> it because I don't have a thousand comments regarding a slight echo. That in no way detracts from the show. So let there's a real know. groundswell. I really, really need another reminder that there's a little bit of an echo. I'm sorry. I just like I got a thousand. Yeah, dearth does mean that a lack of. But there is a thousand comments. They're being like, "Hey, love the show. The set looks great." There's a little bit of an echo. I'm like, <laughs> you might want to like hit Control F and type echo. <laughs> and just see if like maybe you're not the first person to tell me about the echo. Maybe like one comment with like 500 thumbs up. That would tell me. Oh shit! There's an echo, and I need to deal with. Like that's fine, but like don't need to tell me about the echo. I get it. It's it, it's interesting that you know online how you can hit everything just right, but it's that one little thing that really sticks in people. I when I did my first uh, Comic Spice video, same deal. Again, I was filming in a new place. There was an echo, and I also heard a hundred things about the echo. It's amazing, and like I get it. Like I know you need really really good solid audio, and we're doing. The best we can but like it's a new set we have not a lot of, e- of furniture we're working really hard on it like there's gonna be a little bit of echo and you know what we kind of fix it in the next episode or two or three yeah you gotta work out the bugs because we shot three episodes here already so oh fucking sick but you'll so like it gets better as you go so you shouldn't have any problem with it but um but thank you i mean like look i know everybody wants us to just have the best show possible so i i know it comes from a place of love i really appreciate that like the level of involvement that people take mm. in the show, like a level of ownership where they're like, I want it to be good though. I want it to not have this. Like, you know, really like I, I appreciate it, but we're, we're set on being reminded about the echo. <laughs> um, echo, yeah. echo, echo. See, and it's I'm going right like, now. I'm, I'm thinking about making the, the, the green screen a little bigger. By the way, this is, you'll, you'll, oh, there's a green screen there. That's I didn't even know it was a green screen until you pointed it out to me right now. I just thought that was a weird piece of art. Yeah, no, it's uh that's how I do. That's how I recreate the TV. Um, Effect. Effect that we had in the old show, which was literally just a 70-inch TV that I own. Nice. That I'm not bringing here because I'm watching TV on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I want to thank you all for hanging out with us, and thanks for letting us like kind of make this little apology video for the Elseworlds Exchange not really working out last week, or this week, rather. But, um, yeah. No, the new set's not in my house. I, I No. No, it's it's a... It's a studio. It's all it, I got windows and everything. I can finally take my work away from home. And yeah, and it's great because now like we can have sets that have like all the things we get from like uh, letters page. Like you can see where we got it, or like that we got it and where it is. And it's gonna be great. So and um, you can leave your rigs up and everything. You don't gonna keep tearing them down. That's the best part. The thing about it is, it takes ten minutes to set up everything, but it takes five minutes to drive here. So I've already increased productivity by by fifty percent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let us know. Um, you know, uh, oh, show the show the poll some love and support by swinging over there in about an hour. So hang Ooh. out with Tiffany and uh, Joel. It's going to be a great show. But uh, 
yeah, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of the Elsewhere Exchange. This will go up on the podcast in the next couple days uh, because the last episode that came out this week also went up. So I just want to make sure that you guys know that, like, that's, you know, that's coming up. So it's not yeah. a mistake. It's, it's just another show. Anything else you want to say? Word. No, no, you basically hit it all. I'm glad we got to do this again. Cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I, I, did you know I wanted to do this? Because I, I reached out to Joel. I got everything I needed. I brought it down to the studio. And then I called him up and I'm like, you got a minute? And he's like, let me get my mic. Which, well, I said, do I need my mic? Because I didn't know if this is like, you know, hey, you got a minute. I need to tell you something important. Right. You know, or I, I, I didn't know what it could possibly be. But I'm like, oh, I, 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 I'm up for anything. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Same. But, uh, yeah. All right, folks, we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Keep watching and reading and listening and stuff. I, we have no good sign-off. <laughs> we got to work on that. Let's workshop that. Yeah, we'll have to workshop that. Later. Elseworld out. <laughs>